You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, Tennessee a big win over Missouri here on this Saturday evening, Saturday afternoon. It was Senior Day. Tennessee 66, Missouri 24. We talked about style points all week long. Well, Tennessee's offense did just that. It was actually a four-point game in the third quarter at one point, but Tennessee finished off with 38 unanswered points, a school record 724 yards of total offense, and Brent Hub, Tennessee, nine wins on the regular season. That's the most since 2007, and it's one step closer finishing this thing off the right way. And Obviously, with the playoffs still in mind. Yeah, no doubt. And look, it was, I said this in a two minute drill, it was like a basketball team that went on a run. You just don't see that happening in this day and age a lot of times. But Tennessee got hot. Once they hit that Jalen Hyatt wheel route down the sideline, Dylan Sampson got going. They got hot. Tennessee finishes the day with six plays of 30 yards or more. Everybody was talking this week. You know, they got the blueprint. There's a blueprint for stopping your offense or whatever the case may be. <laughs> no, Missouri had no blueprint Blue, today. Blueprint this. Yeah, their blueprint today looked like uh, looked like Tom from Tom and Jerry, you know, where he made all the little things to catch the mouse. I know then, that one. Yeah, you I do know that, that one? one. I, yeah, I that's what that they look like because they failed. <laughs> hey, I got Eric on a, on a pop culture old school <laughs> reference that he actually gets. And this defense, Austin. We'll trip him up again before the end of the play. <laughs> Absolutely. This defense for Missouri, I mean, it was number 11 in the country coming into the day. This was not the Missouri defense of last year. This was a respectable Missouri defense. It's got, I mean, it's got some good players. You saw points in times this game. It was giving Tennessee all it could handle. Exactly. I mean, you know, there were points where Jeremiah Crawford got abused today. They Rough ended game. up going to Gerald Mincy. Um but it was Josh Heupel going deep into the to the to the bag, wanting to kind of held, and you know we've used it at previous stops. I love always when he says previous stops, you know, because he can't say UCF; it's against the rules apparently. Um, or, or Missouri, yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say there either. Other coaches around the country do say that, but not yeah. Josh Heupel. Um, but it went into the bag and, and found and schemed up a play that found Jalen Hyatt. Not surprised to anyone that he was wide open. It, it's it's. It, it's it's surprising that it continues to happen, but it's not a surprise just because they know how to draw them up. And Jalen Hyatt, you know, again, goes over 1,000 and then 1,100. He's sitting there, you know. 15 on the season. Well, 15 touchdowns, yes, but over 1,100 yards receiving. Third ball to do that behind Robert Meacham, who's got the record of 1,298 yards. Marcus Nash, 1,170 in, uh, you know, 1997. He'll pass, you know, at least, you know, one would think he'll pass both, but you know, I think one would think he would probably have a really good chance next week, where he'll be plenty motivated going home, playing in front of South Carolina. If you heard him talk, you know, when we did Ball Club Confidential, he kind of says Williams Bryce, and he has a big smile on his face because he, he torched that place in the state football playoffs. So um, he, he's excited to get back. But you know, this this team turned what was a, a you know a nail biter with. You know, people kind of getting antsy into just a runaway where Joe Milton's just winging it all over the field there with a couple minutes of to go in the fourth quarter. To Ramel Keaton, that's his guy in the fourth quarter, late ball game. Hey, that's why Ramel's coming back. Ramel Keaton, Jawan Mitchell, neither one went through senior day when they could have. Yeah, that means they're planning on coming back. Um, Jacob Warren, I think, is a possibility to come back, but 
at this point. You know, he did go through senior day. We'll see what happens. But, you know, Tennessee's got, you know, a core group of older guys that I think are the biggest reason why Tennessee has found this success this year. They're mature. Um, they understand it. And, you know, they, they've kind of led this team, you know, uh, every step of the way. And I think when you can lean on 24s and 23-year-olds, um, there's a real advantage to that, you know, over 19 and 20-year-olds. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I think the maturity of that team shows up. Here's the other thing that shows up, Eric. Single safety high looks. Yeah. I mean, Alex Golish and Josh Heupel are going to tear a single safety high look mm-hmm. up. And, and Missouri played in that all day. Gave Tennessee opportunities and man coverage on the outside to, to win some individual matchups. Your, your ten things you're saying, hey, they're going to sell out the, to stop the run because they're really good against the run. That's going to allow one-on-one matchups on the outside and a one-high safety look. And Tennessee torched. Them. Yeah, they did. When they could protect, they really torched. Yeah. You know, when they they had their moments where they struggled to protect. And Hooker was hit too much. He was sacked four times, and um, you know that's that's a concern. They've got to ramp that up and fix that. I don't think South Carolina's defensive front or Vanderbilt's defensive front is as good as what Missouri had. Uh, but you're right. Missouri sold out to stop the run. They, they blitzed and took their chances. And, again, when Tennessee could protect, then Tennessee had a field day. Speaking of the run, um, overall, I mean, Tennessee, excuse me, a program record, 724 yards of total offense. They averaged like 9.3 yards per play, which is just drunk. Uh, 75 offensive plays. Dylan Sampson comes in. And, I mean, Jabari Small had a nice little run or whatever. I mean, we've seen Jabari Small and Jalen – I don't know how you don't give the ball to Dylan Sampson Sampson down the stretch here. Austin, he has a he has a burst. Obviously, he's a fast guy. He's got that extra burst where you can run away from a safety. You can run away and make a guy miss at the second layer. Where I don't know if we've seen enough of it from the other two guys. He came in in the third quarter in the second half, and he kind of helped jumpstart this offense. And he looked really good. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he should have fresh legs, right? I mean, you know, um, he's. He's got that extra burst. He's got, I think, vision. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, there are times where, like, Jalen Wright, I'm just like, you're right when you think he's going to take this big step, then all of a sudden he, like, runs into the back of a lineman, three straight plays, and it's like, does, does he need to go get – you know, sometimes, I mean, like, guys how – many, how, many, how many times have you seen in sport where a kid was too proud or, or a player was too proud to admit, I need to just go get to the eye doctor? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I have no, I have no idea if it, that. It's if just really strange because at times he looks fine, and then there are other times where it's like, how do he not see that? Right, no. and, and and that happened a couple of different times today. The the thing that that stand stood out to me about Dylan Sampson is he was pressing the line of scrimmage. There was not a lot of lateral running. Well, he when, when, when he increases too. Yeah, and when he when he went outside, he was pressing the line of scrimmage when he went outside. There was not a lot of dancing with him. Again, fresh legs. They gashed him a couple of times. And probably motivated. But but there's he has certainly done enough that you say he needs more opportunities. Yeah. Much the same way early in the year we were saying the same thing about Brew McCoy, right? Brew McCoy had a couple of catches. You're like, hey, he needs more or chances. Joshua Joseph. You know, or just, yeah. yeah. And and I think Dylan Sampson continuing to work has gotten to, to that point. He obviously did okay enough in pass protection today. Um, you're not going to set those other two guys. You're going to keep playing them. I'm not saying that. I mean, but, but, but he should. But Dylan Sampson should be in a rotation and get carries on this football team the last two weeks of the regular he should, season. He should. And Jabari Small made a couple of nice pickup blitz pickups and pass protection. And you're like, okay, that's why he's still in there all the time. And I mean, of course, it's not like he's a slouch running the football. But there was a couple of guys blitzing linebackers, guys coming off the edge where I saw Jabari step up and make that block. And I said, okay, maybe that's why we haven't seen as much of Dylan Sampson. Um, 
well, you hadn't seen him since he got Hendon Hooker yeah, waylaid at LSU. LSU. I mean, not a, not in a meaningful snap. I mean, he no. played a little bit against Barton, but he didn't play a meaningful snap. And I'm not saying they should have played. I'm saying when when you saw what he did today against SEC competition and a defense that gives up 115 yards rushing a game, he, he needs more opportunities. Well, He's earned them. And when you're looking to be more dynamic at tailback, um, you know, I agree. I, I'm not saying that pass protection is not important because it is. It 100% is. But you know, and, and I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's Jamal Lewis because he's not. No, 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 right. no. I'm close. But like you know, it goes back to '97. Same thing. Mark Levine. I mean, like you just it, you, you sometimes coaches outthink themselves because they're worried about one or two plays. And I get one or two plays can make the difference in a ball game, but he could also make one or two plays that win you a football. I agree game. with that. But also in this offense, and something that we've talked about before. I mean, you know, when you're humming, you're that's why there's always a tight end in there. And we were talking the other day about four wide receivers. They never go four wide receivers. You have to have a tight end in there because of the versatility of this offense and because there's not a lot of time to sub. And so uh, that is one caveat. Well, but here's the thing, too. I will say this. If that's if that's that big of a concern, your quarterback's 24 years old and has the full playbook at his disposal, which includes setting protections. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. He can help your running back get lined up if he needs to. True. If that's a protection issue. If you get if you get caught with him on the field in a third down situation that may be tough, he can help the running back know where, where to go there. I, again, I'm not saying Dylan Sampson suddenly should get 25 carries a game. I'm saying what you saw today, I want to see more of. I, I, he did and enough to me. To 10 snaps. Yeah, he, he did enough for me to say, hey, he gets five carry, five to eight carries a game. Yeah, I, in my opinion, I'm with you, especially in specialty moments like. I loved what they they did when they first brought him in. They, they threw him that swing pass. He gets north south down the, down the sideline, and then you know he, he did run the ball well. I mean, ninety nine yards in a quarter and a half. Um, you know, got in the end zone there. And, you know, made the safety miss twice. Yep. And that's something we don't see from Tennessee running backs this year. Not enough of. So not enough of. Yeah. You look at uh, defensively, and they buckle down. Obviously, this is the second half wore on, but struggled to to uh, contain the quarterback. Which I thought Brady Cook would run a lot in this game because he. Has scored five touchdowns on the ground. He's third on the team in rushing. Um, they can't do much else offensively. But I will tell you this, somebody that stood out to me, and when you talk about teams that want to have postseason aspirations, guys that step up, you might have written off, Tyler Barron had a heck of a game today. He did. Um, I just wish he's more consistent. I, I mean, agree. he flashed. There are times where, like, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. Um, but, you know, was it Ole Miss last year? When, when he, I mean, like, mm-hmm. There are moments where he, he just – he looks so good, and then all of a sudden he'll just like disappear for like two or three games, and it's like, you know, where does he go? Um, it's it's, I, I'm with you. I think that you know down the stretch here, you know, this is some moments where he can you know mm-hmm. earn himself some, you know, because Latrell Bumpus is doubling his snap count essentially. You know, I mean he, he his snap count has gone considerably down the last month of the season. Well, and I'll say this too: I would have lost a lot of money on a bet. With Tyler Barron having a productive day today, yeah. Tyler Barron was the last guy through the tee, and he came through the tee, not in a jog. He came through with the trainers and the strength staff and everybody at the end. I mean, 
Hendon Hooker's throwing warm-up tosses, and Tyler Barron's not through the tee yet. I'm like, okay, he's banged up or he's hurt or something's yeah. going on there. And then he goes out and has four tackles for loss. I, I'm with you guys. He, he needs to be more consistent. Tennessee's defensive front has got to get their edge back uh, in terms of – you know, running quarterbacks, playing better to line scrimmage. They're getting out of their lanes a little bit. I think they're getting a little bit too upfield at times uh, with some of their pass rush stuff. They've got to get back a little bit of that back moving into next week because they're going to play a quarterback next week who will throw it to you. Yeah. But he'll also take off running around everywhere. You got to con- you got to play a little better contained than what Tennessee played in this ball game. This kid today was a lot better athlete though than than, than Rattler. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he was. I mean, I was shocked how well he moved. I mean, he, he moved around all. Yeah. His athleticism maybe shocked me a little bit. Again, I'm not surprised that he tried to run it as much as he did because, I mean, hell, he can't throw it. I mean, Missouri just can't do anything offensively with him at the helm. And I know it's you're, you're working with what you have, but he has ran a lot this year, and I thought kind of setting up on Tennessee's defense and how in the past they've struggled with that. Um, I thought that he brought a little bit. Yeah, I just thought Tennessee would handle that a little better after he had the first couple of runs that got that first scoring drive going. I thought, okay, maybe they're spying they here. They finally put they're, a spy on him you know, there towards the end. Yeah, maybe they're going to yeah. adjust him a little bit. Because there were some obvious situations where you didn't have to be a, a million-dollar play caller to go, hey, quarterback draw is probably coming here. Yep. You know, And so t- Tennessee's <laughs> got Tennessee's got to handle that. They, they've I mean, got to play that a little better. To, yeah, right? but Tennessee's got to handle that a little better than they did. I, you know, I thought it was big. James Pierce got a sack. Got got a little bit of, got a little bit of play there at, at the end. Uh, continued to try to develop those guys. The, the the guy on defense that's kind of stood out to me the last couple of weeks. Couple of guys. One Turnage dropped a couple of interceptions. One he but should he have had. The but, but he is he, he is aggressively playing receivers. The the play he made to break up the wheel route where he came off his man yeah. to go to the running back. That's a really good smart football play. Yep. That's a that's an awareness football play. The other guy is, I like what Juwan Mitchell's doing right now. Yep. And I wasn't sure Juwan Mitchell was going to help this Tennessee football team after what he went through a year ago. You just weren't sure, you know, where it was at. He's clearly starting to get comfortable in Tim Banks' defense. I, I think he shows up particularly in the run game. I like what he's done the last couple of two or three weeks. Going back to that Kentucky game, I thought he played well today in the, against the run. I'll tell you what, I mean, low-key. And, you know, I, I know at points in times the defensive lines look really, really good. We always talk about the concern the secondary is and all that, but I think that middle layer, I think that linebacker group has low-key had a pretty solid mm-hmm. year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, mean they, they struggle in their zone drops, but yeah. they are really good against the run. Beasley's really good against the run. Banks is consistent now. And Mitchell's gotten uh, yeah. better, you know. So that, that, group's, that group is playing, you know, pretty well. And, and again – the the thing Tennessee did today against Missouri is they, they, they broke their will. And, and when they did, they finished them off. And Austin, you talked about that in the two-minute drill. There was no, there was no let's, okay, we're going to try to manage the clock a little bit. It was full, full blow, let's, well, let's I, go and finish it. And, and I, think, I think that's the way this team has to play. I don't think they can play if, any other if, way. I was going to say, that leads me into it. Uh, one of the questions I'll ask Hypo once we get past the season is, when you go back, is that self-scout like, we can't do that again. Like, they, they sat on it at Florida, and it almost cost them. Whereas, had they just continued to play, who knows what they win that game by. Because I think they probably win it by 17-plus. Um, they they kind of just got, you know, in, a, in stall mode. I think Tennessee's got to keep the pedal down no matter who they play. And, again, I think because of style points, they've got to win the next two just like this one. I'm not saying it's got to be 66 points, but you've got to put 40 to 50 on the next two weeks. I was going to say, because they kept pedal to the metal, because they didn't let up, even you put a backup quarterback in there. Sorry, my 
My throat's a little wavery. My voice is wavery this week. You put a backup quarterback in there. He throws nearly two touchdowns on two bombs there. You're getting emotional. You're T- yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> Tennessee wins 66-24. to Tennessee sets a program record for total offensive yards in a game. Um, and does that help Tennessee moving forward? Now, you know, at the time of this recording, we're watching Alabama right now. Alabama doesn't need to lose. Ohio State's already won. Michigan's playing right now. you got TCU at Texas later. There's obviously a lot that goes on, but – the way Tennessee played today, I gotta think that's only gonna help them down the line. Right? Well, I, I don't. I mean, they're not gonna. If if Oregon wins out as a one loss team and they beat three ranked opponents the last three weeks of the season, Tennessee's gonna have a hard time holding off Oregon for a spot or getting a spot over Oregon. If TCU wins out, they're gonna, you know, and it's unbeaten. No. It's not gonna happen. So Tennessee Everybody knows what we say about LSU. Tennessee has to have help, right? That no. you know they have to have help. But Tennessee also has to help themselves. See, and, I, and, and they have to help themselves by playing well and putting teams away I, and scoring. I personally don't think Tennessee needs as much help as everyone else because here's kind of how I view it. You had Georgia and then the winner of Ohio State-Michigan. They're in, right? Both undefeated, providing them, you know, Georgia goes and beats LSU in the SEC Championship game. <clears throat> or if, you know, potentially Ole Miss, uh, who's still alive at this moment. Yeah. Um, then when you – you basically have two spots for four teams. But Oregon and Southern Cal will cancel each other out. One of them is going to lose in, in the title game. Um, so, really, to me, it's Michigan or Tennessee or t- Ohio State or Tennessee. Or, or Oregon. No, no, no. Follow me here. I'm, go- I'm going – there's going to be the one Pac-12 team in, right? right. I'm going to say they both run the table. So, it's Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, winner. And then it's – Oregon or USC will get there. They'll, if they go in the, with one loss and win the, the Pac-12, they're going to be in. Then it's Tennessee or Michigan or Ohio State, the loser of that game. Tweets on the podcast. Yeah. For the fourth spot. Unless TCU runs the table. Correct. I'm, I'm going off if, if TCU doesn't. I mean, th- but again, that goes yeah. back to my point. They've got to have some help. Yeah. The Pac-12's yeah. got to eliminate themselves, and, and TCU has to eliminate themselves. Now, the Pac-12 is going to eliminate down to one team. Yeah. But then they have to get TCU. You have Ball to get TCU out of the way. You know, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, Tennessee can't style point themselves to the four no, spot. No, no, no. Agreed. I agree okay. With this. But they have to be impressive because we don't know what the talking point narrative is going to be next week when the college football playoff rankings come out, right? Yeah. Is it, is it, it, it may not be about style points next week, but right now the understanding is style points have a factor. That's the belief. And so you got to go out and you got to play well and do my, things. My point was, is to me, the only really help Tennessee needs is go win the game the way you're supposed to win them the next couple and need TCU to lose. I don't feel like there's all these dominoes that have to fall in place for Tennessee to get there is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean. Because I think Tennessee, style-wise and, and, and resume-wise, will have a better resume than the, than the Big Ten loser between Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, if that game's close, you know, who, who knows how the, com- the 13 committee member votes. If, if that's a, a, you know, a three-point game. Yeah, 41-38 or something like right. that. Right, I mean, who knows. But, a, again, Tennessee, the only thing Tennessee can control is how they play. And they've got to go play. And they've got to go score and play well. Which at times they did. They did a nice job of that against Missouri. At times it wasn't as pretty as you wanted it to be. But at the end of the day, the score says sixty-six twenty-four, and and that's what Tennessee needed was a big win. It's funny coming out that first drive of the second half. Tennessee has two penalties and just killed itself. Like, oh man, this could be a slow, slow end of the game here. And then you go on, you score three more touchdowns in the in the third quarter, and you go on, you win sixty-six twenty-four, like you said. So uh, Tennessee did not hurt itself today. A win. Over Missouri, uh, ninth win of the regular season. That's 
the first time that's happened since 2007. Uh, Tennessee remains undefeated at home. That's the first time that's happened since, I believe, 2007. And, um, you know, they'll turn the lights out at Neyland Stadium with a, a really good year under the belts here at the Friendly Confines. But Tennessee will continue on on the road to South Carolina next week and Vanderbilt the week after. And uh, we'll continue to break it down. We'll have plenty of postgame coverage, VolQuest.com, plenty of columns, our review pieces, all that and more. Tennessee 66, Missouri 24 uh, here on this Saturday evening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.